0: This is your host, Sam Jirocki from J-Rock Lone Care and Gardening, speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business. Sit tight and enjoy the podcast. Hello everyone and welcome back to another j Lawn Care Gardening Podcast. Here we are on episode 12, named Fertiliser When and What. Basically, today we are just going to talk about some fertilizers. It's getting across to that sort of time of year when I'm sure most of us are sort of thinking of them, whether it be in your own business or domestically at home. This is kind of just, it's at the point where it's crossing your mind and what should you be using, quite frankly. And is there much difference? Because I think that's another big one where you see all these numbers and you think MPK, and I know I've spoken about it before, but. It just scrambles you a bit and you think, does it really help? Is it? I've already got this 20kg bag, is it worth me buying another one just for this reason? You know what I mean? There's a few things to it. Uh, so we're just going to talk talk through that a little bit today. First of all, I just want to stay on the reviews. We're still on seven five-star reviews. What's well, awesome, thank you very much. But please, if you can, just at the end of this, get yourself over iTunes and leave a review. Whether it's a, a three-star one star or a five star review then uh yeah please stick it in there with just your comments about this podcast and i know that will grow more because week after week you know i get someone else getting in touch with me and asking me a question or for some advice and you know it's it's really fulfilling to be able to know that people's listening to me and kind of taking on my advice and that it's been helpful that i'm not just saying it and people are thinking what a twallop. Um, so that does mean a lot and I'm going to continue bringing you the content as long as that you want to hear it and see it between uh, this and YouTube. So I just want to say, so thank you very much and I just want to go through some of my analytics. I think a lot of the times, from the ones that I listen to anyway, podcasts and YouTube and everything else, people are quite easy to keep their cards close to the chest let's say for the use of better way uh better way of saying it and they don't really speak much about the actual analytics this is something i never knew anything about before i started actually being a creator and i just want to talk you through so analytics is through youtube podcast, whatever it might be you get given even instagram you get given in analytics what tell you where your listeners are from how many people's watching listening how many people engage all that sort of stuff and just so like go to show I just want to read through some so the countries I want to name the country and the percentage of our listeners that are from there and it's just quite mad so United Kingdom 86% Ireland 6% United States 3% Australia 1% Germany 1% Argentina 1% Japan 1% Canada 1% Chile 1% and Thailand one percent so that's mad for me because when you think about all them different locations it's just strange to think that people are tapping in and hearing your advice and listening to your questions that you guys put forward and that's what we're answering that's what this content is so i just think it's pretty mad and we're also gaining a audience more or less like 10 percent every week we're going up so it is growing and yeah i'm forever grateful we're just about next to a 1,000 players now as well, so that's fantastic, and I, I really can't complain with that. So, to get back on the topic anyway, uh, today's podcast is inspired by a question earlier in the week that was reference fertilizer. And basically what the question was was, do I need to use a certain one after seeding, and is there any difference, was the question that came across. And I think what it was is the guy that was looking to start over seeding his lawn was he had a 10 kilogram bag whatever it was of seed of fertilizer sitting in the shed and he was wondering if he could stick that down after he seed and if not why not and it's something that i'm just going to touch on quite frankly first of all we kind of spoke about mpk and fertilizers in episode five if you want to scroll back to that and get a bit more of a in-depth chat i suppose about that and that was interested in lawn care titled going on that's where you can get all that bulk of information. But just to answer the question quite easily is yes and no. Okay, so does it matter? Mm, of course, the whole point of fertilisers and the different ratios between the NPK is that they all give different benefits to different times of the year. And that's what you need to realise is that they're there for a reason and they're there to benefit you depending on the type of year, the type of conditions that you're in and depending on where you live as well so it's yes and no but the mpk like we've talked about before it is the nitrogen what is basically your growth and color your phosphorus what's a p is root development and k what is your potassium is more or less overall health of the plant so with that the fertilizer can be broken into three different feeds okay so three different types of the season let's call it and that is your spring and summer what is usually more or less the same to be fair. They're normally put in the same sort of packaging and the names are normally joint. And you've also got your winter and your rotum uh, that are your other side of that feed as well. So they're all, they're all different and they've all got their own ratios. And like I've said, they're there to help you and they're there to guide you through. And really it is quite easy to, normally every time you see it, if you flip over your fertilizer pack, it'll say on there everything you need to know whether it's what the MPK value is, if it's got any additional uh, micronutrients in there, what months to use it between, for example. Uh, like, so normally your spring, for example, will be somewhere between March and June, it'll normally put out, and then it'll be like June to August for your summer. But like I say, the spring and the summer normally collide together because it's pretty similar, the the reaction that you're trying to get. Okay, let's put it that way. So with it, how they can be broken into them, different ones, it's to help it at different times of the year. What I mean by this is in spring, okay, you, you've you just come out of the winter season, you are starting to get your temperatures back up, you want to give your lawn a kick to st- sort of get the momentum going again. So you might use something higher in nitrogen. The total opposite end of the scale of that is when it's coming towards so your autumn feed might be no later than mid-November, start of November. Okay, at that point, you're not going to put down like a 22 uh, nitrogen fertilizer down when you're just about to go into like 5 degree temperatures. Okay, because it's going to push far too much growth into the plant and it's just going to be far too cool to sustain and it'll get stressed out. Normally, what you have when you've got higher nitrogen values is you normally have lower P and K values. So then values that sort of protect the plant and protect it through stress and like droughts and frosts, okay, is going to be lower. So in then winter, you're going to want the lower nitrogen and the higher pK values to sort of aid it through that winter season. And that's the sort of main differences. So just to give you a a few different examples between what the MPK values might be. And one thing before I say these, I just want everyone to realise, obviously if you deal with these daily or weekly, whatever it might be, you already know all of this information I'm guessing. Okay, there's nothing too high tech about it. But if you're done and you're just sort of starting out or you're just trying to get some bearings with it, then what all I would say is don't get too confused with all the numbers because quite honestly, if you go on a, a turf care website that provides Fertilizers for you know pro, t- pro turf grounds like golf courses, football stadiums, all that sort of stuff. I don't understand seventy percent of the uh, the contents of their fertilizers it goes straight over my head. Not gonna lie. Okay, the main ones is just the simpler values. Okay, and what you can take away from them. So don't get too confused by them. In grand scheme of things, what I'm gonna talk about in a second, you can simplify it for yourself. So anyway, there are three different seasons. Let's say the spring, summer, and autumn, winter. So spring and summer normally come quite close together. For an average spring one, you might get, it could either be all the same values. So it might be like a 777 or a 977, something like that, around them ratios. And all that's going to be is, it's a medium sort of nitrogen value where you're going to get a kick to the, uh, to the plant where it's going to provide a bit of growth, but it's also going to be, Enough of the p and the K value to help the root development and to help the overall wellness of the plant to get it started for the season. Something like when you're going into summer, it might be more uh, more usual to say a higher nitrogen content. So, for example, uh, the fertilizer I use from Total Lawn, their luxury feed is something like 18-5-10. All right, so it's a pretty all-rounder, but it's got a higher nitrogen content. Now alongside these what is so they're like your base as we've talked about before your mpk is your main values within a fertilizer if you've got something like a plus fe what is your iron okay i said that we had your iron um then that is something that you got to be careful with because when we go back to this original question of can i do i have to use a certain one when i'm overseeding or doing a renovation. This is why the answer would be yes. Because if you're going to put down something with iron in, right at the point where you're putting down seed, iron is known for dehydrating the plant a little bit more and sucking the moisture out. This is not going to aid fresh seed at all, okay? And it can stunt the growth and all the rest of it. So you need to be wary about this. Just so you know, iron is something like doesn't get recommended to be used when you've put down with seed until somewhere around six to eight weeks afterwards. Now, I'm not saying it's going to kill the seed or kill the plant. All I'm saying is it's not perfect. And quite honestly, this is what I've learned with the whole uh, what you can put down and when is as much as you get advised away from things and I'll always advise clients, you know, for the worst case scenarios. Often that isn't always the case. So uh, I know uh, very early stages of my own garden when I was testing out different practices, I had put down uh, a feed and weed something like a week before i then put down seed that seed came through no bother whatsoever right so it wasn't a waste of seed it still grew and it still killed off the weeds although if you speak to any professional or anyone that knows what they're talking about they would say leave it at least a minimum between three to six weeks usually before you then put down seed even on the back of the pack it says that but for some reason dipstick over here just went for it anyway i tried it out and it was fine Right, I don't do that now because, you know, I prefer to go with the guidance. But what I'm saying is not everything's rigid, but the raised advisory out there to sort of follow, you know what I mean? So in the beginning, uh, what I then started doing, what again is sort of against this value of everything being complicated, is I found an organic fertilizer for use that are in the UK over here. We have one on the shelves from places like your normal grocery shops like Tesco, Asda, even from places like B&Q is a organic product called safe Loan. and this is just i think it's a pretty low value it's somewhere between off the top of my head between six and eight uh, nitrogen and slightly lower pain care harmless okay it's got no added chemicals no nothing it's all just organic it smells like fertilizer <laughs> right so you know it's fully organic and i was just putting down that a baby feed of that once a month and staying with that all the way through and i had good results all year, and there's always a top up, no problem whatsoever. I never changed feeds, never differed from it, and it was absolutely fine. Now, so that goes back to keeping things simple in that you can kind of just run with it a little bit more. Now, the other end to it is how I have explained that the higher paying care helps you through the winter and all the rest of it. You will notice all that not instantly, we need to sort of step away from that, seeing that instant progress, instant help from using, you know, what is advised. These are things that when you get back to spring, you'll find that maybe it'll bounce back about a week or two weeks quicker because you give it the correct feed before winter. These are the things, that's where you need to sort of wrap your head around. And if you're trying to sell this on to your customers, these are, in your own words, you need to be selling it to them, is that when you manage their expectations to say, or do you want to feed down uh, start November? It's going to be an autumn feed. No, you might not see a huge kick of growth, lush green, like you did in summer when I applied that last feed. But what it's going to do is come springtime, when we then get going again and the temperatures start rising, uh, you'll see that the lawn will bounce back a lot quicker and we'll be like on the front foot instead of on the back foot. And that's the way you need to sort of sell it. So going from there, so methods to fertilise and there's two main ones here, what's your liquid and your granular? Granular, and I'm pretty sure you're aware of that. The liquid lasts, lasts up to about two weeks and your granular normally has some form of slow release in there so you're lasting sort of six to eight weeks normally, some go up towards 12 as well. The base feed, what is sort of your granular, like we talk about and this will often be talked about is like your breakfast, lunch and tea okay or dinner whatever you call it is your base feeds so when you put down your granular it is usually your fixed feed for the lawn and then with that it'll then anything else will sort of trickle on through your base feed is then main ones now your top up is something like your liquid feed this is what a liquid one is normally used for because your base feed what is your granular normally has all these different things in it as well and it's a slower release so it will last longer But then the liquid is just used to top up, right? So as we'll talk about in a second, it acts quicker. And that's one thing to realise. So some pros with the liquid. It's cheaper. It's easier to store. It's easy to mix. So a lot of the time, if you're not aware, you can mix liquid feeds and, you know, other products together and apply them at the same time. So I know a popular one is iron sulphate and seaweed. You know, you can just do a little container test. Where if you want to mix a few different liquid applications together, mix it in the same ratios but in a smaller tub and just ensure that it mixes correctly. If it doesn't, it'll normally go into a sort of a sludge paste kind of stuff. Okay, and that's when you know that it's not good. Okay, it it won't mix. So just make sure if you're going to try and test a new mixture together, then just do it on a smaller scale first to ensure that it mixes well. But past that easier mix it's a uh, you can also apply it when stress so a good pro with a liquid is how we've said it's used for top top ups if you've got something like red thread in your lawn or like a uh, grassman island was saying last week in the last podcast he had a clover issue and that he read in uh, that uh, nitrogen deficiency is shown and that's why his clovers came and sort of caused havoc he can then put down nitrogen liquid nitrogen acts so much quicker okay and it's going to get rid of sort of these diseases and issues a hell of a lot quicker so they can be used to sort of uh, aid the lawn when it's stressed or has the problems and it also takes by the birth root and the foliage which makes it act quicker so although it doesn't last for as long it will start quicker the negatives with it is that it, like i said it doesn't act lot, last very long you need constant applications so that's one thing that you need to realize if you're toying between the two, you can't just put down a liquid feed for a customer, for example, and say, right, I'll see you in three months' time. Because I guarantee it now, it won't last that long. You know, you need to be looking at applying it monthly if you're going to keep on top of it. It's more visits, more money, you know, all the rest of it. And also the weather conditions. You need to keep that in mind that whenever you're applying with liquids, it is sort of zoned in and you're sort of you're boxed off by is it too windy so you can get spray drift? Is it due to rain so it's just going to wash off the leaf anyway? You know, these sort of things you need to be kind of careful on and it's just limiting factors quite fairly, isn't it? So with the granular, you've got a few pros and cons on, as well. You've got the fact that it lasts longer. Obviously, this is brilliant. It's got normally some form of slow-release element in it and it'll, like I say, it'll normally go up to 8 to 12 weeks uh, throughout that application anyway. It's easier to see when you're applying because obviously it's coming out right in front of you. I know you can use dyes with your spraying and honestly it's kind of advised. The only negative with using a dye is obviously make sure, again with the weather, if it's windy you don't want to be spraying up someone's beige fence that they've just painted or brand new decking. So you just got to be careful. It does normally wash off eventually but again it's just another factor that you need to be careful of. So the pros of the granular, it's also easier to see when you're applying, like I said, and you don't actually need any kit. As long as you're good at spreading it, you can spread it by hand, although not advised. Because the negative to that is you can. It's a lot easier to get burn patches if you chuck a you know a handful down on one single patch for some reason and you miss it, then there's chances are that's going to get burnt and that bit of grass is going to die off. Usually, we'll come back with a hell of a lot of watering, but still, you can't burn areas. And you normally say it a lot when feed and, weed and feeds are put down because they're not put down at the correct ratios and all the rest of it. So make sure you read the back of the pack. It's so important. And it's also hard at a store. You know what I mean? You get a 20 kilogram bag of furt, then you've got a 20 kilogram sack sat in your shed. <laughs> so it's not ideal, especially if you've got a few different ones. You're probably going to get a yeffel off your missus or mister and it's just a bugger to get around. So time of year renovations right so we've come away from the fertilizers there if i just want to put a side point on this that now is the time to be pushing renovations we're coming off of this sort of high heat spell in the uk we're going to be getting another one in autumn i think another sort of heat wave probably up into the 30s i know that's nothing for somewhere in the world but for us brits that aren't used to it it's a lot so now is the time to be pushing that out you want to be looking at doing your renovations sort of Last well, anywhere in August, really, first week of September is probably the last one that I would do. Anything beyond that, you're risking the worse off weather and sort of very early frosts or very old uh, early cold temperatures. What won't be good for very fresh seed, uh, so you need to be aware of that. Along with that, you can start sort of sending this out to your clients, start pushing this as an upsell Okay, so along with that fertilizer and everything else, if they have just got damaged loans through this big heat wave, we've just had and it's, you know, turn the lawn brown, you can offer them scarifications, aerations, overseeds and feeds. This is a great time to do it, and what it means is they're probably going to get a really nice looking lawn for the sort of last four to six to eight weeks before we then go into winter. Just remember, keep them heights higher once it comes to winter, and it should get through to spring, not a bother at all. But again, you'd be on the front foot, and that's what you kind of need to keep in mind here. And that's all we're trying to do, you're trying to make it do everything this year so that it's a lot easier for next year. So just remember the reason why it's great is that we're coming through the season where the soil temperatures are higher, okay, there's still warmth in the soil. The wetter weather is coming back in again, as you're probably noticing now, yeah, we do some like thunderstorms and stuff across the UK. A lot of water. So again, even if you're not doing renovations and it's around your own lawn, there's nothing wrong with just chicken chicken, chucking uh overseed down on your lawn and just sort of letting that come back through. And like I say, safer temperatures, the chances of them being burnt off is pretty, pretty low now. Although, keep on top of it if it does come through. Right, so, short episode on the whole MPK, but I just thought I'd put it out there because it's very relevant for the, for August that we're coming into and the sort of season. So I just wanted to get that in on this week's episode. But, so I'm just going to fill up the rest of the time with just a little Q&A. There's not very many, but this is from just a question that I've put out on Instagram. Literally, like 15 minutes before I started recording this podcast, so again, that's my bad timing. What I need to do is stop putting this out 24 hours before and then having bags of questions, because when it's through Instagram, I never have enough time to answer them all, and this is sort of the perfect opportunity to go through some random Q and As. So here we are, just going to name bomb some people and answer some questions for you. First one was from Greenkeeper gardener and he was on Instagram. And his question was, what is your favourite plant and why? Now, on a, what is your favourite plant and why? Anything from a flower to a tree. Now, I've got quite a few. There's working in gardens and you get to work in some beautiful ones as well. And up this way in Moray, I absolutely love going to sort of the castle gardens, like walled gardens and all the rest of it. And you see such gorgeous uh, displays. But I love everything from a camellia, normally red to poppies for obvious reasons uh, I love the whole what a poppy means to me and to so many others within the UK after the world wars have hit for everyone that we've you know that paid the ultimate sacrifice and have you know lost their lives for so many of us to live today as we are so poppies I absolutely love you know they grow absolutely everywhere and yeah they mean a lot to us so I do love a poppy um but my favorite for walking azaleas as well. I love azaleas. But my favorite, utmost for when you walk walking into a garden, it sticks out like an absolute sore thumb. Has to be an asa tree. I love the fact of the leaves, the color, the shape, and as it comes through the back end of the season through summer and into autumn, the just before they're about to drop off, there's the deeper color that they turn. The Acer tree is really a statement when you walk walking into a garden. It can just pop out draw your attention to and you can have them small and they can also grow into enormous trees where they're just absolutely stunning. So an asa tree would have to be probably my favorite. This one is from an unknown source and this is on Instagram. What area do you work from and what radius? So as I mentioned on that last question actually I work out of the North Highlands of Scotland And it's in a county called Mauritius. And yeah, I work within a radius of anywhere up to sort of, it depends on the job. For normal running jobs, I will try and stay within 10 to 15 miles, 10 miles really, 15 miles at a push. Depending on my route selection. And if it's anything a bigger job up to like a full day job, I would happily sort of drive 45 minutes to an hour each way with that fuel cost on top so as i've talked about before when it comes to it external charges like fuel and time traveled still need to be implemented within your overall quote but yeah because it's a full day i don't mind traveling a bit further again here we've got ash yeah ash long garden services and he's on instagram as well He's a 19-year-old lad from Ireland, top look, give him a follow on Instagram. Uh, He has asked me a question of, what's your favourite type of job to get? Right, there's a couple here, so that I'm going to answer out. First one is, I love lawn renovations. One of my favourite ones to do, and it's simply because you can turn up to a property, and the garden can look like an eyesore, an absolute state. The customer's in despair with it. The kids can't go out playing because of thistles everywhere and all the rest of it. You can sort out that garden, turn it around within six weeks' time, and, you know, between six to eight weeks, depending on conditions, kids can be out there running about, and they can be enjoying this lovely new striped lawn. And so that brings a lot of pleasure to me, and I love the before and afters, the contrast. And, yeah, garden renovations has to be up there, although they are a graft. A side step to that would have to be hedges, more or less any type of hedge. I love cutting, and I think it's very therapeutic. Apart from being up and down the ladder the whole time and all the rest of it, I kind of love the fact that you can shape up a hedge. You know, you can have a straight finish, curved. It can be hexagonal. There's so much you can do with a hedge that I just think it's really therapeutic, and it's a good little learner as well, quite frankly. So again, another unknown source from Instagram Favorite tip to make a lawn look better, right? So it's a quite surprising one actually, but favorite tip to make a lawn look better. So apart from the obvious reasons of fertilizing, cutting often, and basically everything we talked about last week, I'm gonna go for a side step here and say edges. You know what? Just sorting your edges out. You know, have a nice, obviously cut lawn taken care of. If you're doing all the basics, then just by taking back your edges, have a nice whether it's straight or curved borders, whatever, but having them cut in nice and tightly and really bring that contrast through, I really like that, to be fair. I think it makes a huge difference and you can have a really nice striped lawn, but if your edges are three inches overgrown onto the driveway, it can look an absolute mess. I'm just going to quickly jump on here, see if I've got any more, if not. Nope, that's us for today. So there my answers for today for that Q&A. Apologies, that was very last-minute posted for those that are listening. So if I haven't answered yours through this one, I will answer it back through on Instagram. So thank you very much for listening in and tuning into this podcast. Only a 30-minute one again, but what I'm going to do in the next probably one or two episodes, we're going to get into that interview on the go and have them in every two or three. So again, your input counts, wherever you are in the world, whatever you're doing, whatever background you have, get in touch. Uh, feel free to either put a review down on the podcast on iTunes and voice your opinion that way or you can get in touch with me through my email what is jrocklc at gmail.com or you can get in touch with me through Instagram and just direct message me. And as I'm pretty sure anyone will vouch for, I have, as far as I'm aware, got back to every single person that's ever messaged me. I'm telling you, I've got hundreds on there. So get in touch with me and I'll more than happily get back to you And we can discuss whatever. But you know, what do you want to hear? What are you interested in? What's your concerns? Do you want to hear more business stuff? More domestic? You know, I'm here to help. So thank you very much again for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to my YouTube channel. Again, that's J Rock Long Care and Gardening. And we're over a thousand and a quarter subscribers now. So that's creeping up fantastically. And I just appreciate all the support from old and young. From, you know, pros to domestic users yeah it's been absolutely amazing so thanks again uh hope you all take care this week have a great weekend if you listen to this on the saturday when it's released and i'll speak to you again next week take care everyone